On this episode, we go over the coaching carousel. We recap all the conference tournaments. UVA is unfortunately the king of Brooklyn, and we give out the final bottom 25. Give me that green light. Give me the green light. Give me just one night. I'm ready to go right now. I'm ready to go right now. Episode 20, part one, where we plan on going through just a couple things. We're going to recap the conference tournaments. Uh, Obviously, UVA had a great weekend. We're going to go over uh, all of the current openings uh, in the coaching world and give out a final bottom 25. And then in part two uh, of episode 20, we're going to go over the entire dance, all the brackets. really want to hear. Yeah, exactly. So we kind of wanted to give a quick recap of the season and and go over... um, the craziness that is uh, the firing and hiring already happening. Yeah. Um, so this one, you know, we may run through. We'll talk about a couple um, and give our give our two cents. Um, so let's get into it. First one, Maine. Um, this Bob Walsh is Bob Walsh is a really good coach, man. And I'm, I'm we're trying to get him on the podcast. He's really good. I I had a chance to meet him when I was a GA at Providence, and this dude. One of the better X's and O's guys you could ever be around. Super cool guy. Um, so I don't even know if it's a firing. I mean, he basically came out and said, "I'm I, we're not. Uh, I'm not pursuing a contract extension." Um, so you know, whatever, whatever that means. But um, you know, Maine. What are you gonna do with Maine? It's um, interesting what they decided to do with it. With oh, the, it's absurd what they decided to do. Essentially, um, they what they did. The former girls women's coach, women's coach, yeah, was the I think was advisor to the athletic director, yeah. or special sense some some title like that, was just working in the athletic department, and they essentially made him the new men's basketball coach like immediately. Yeah, it was like an almost immediate switch. It was Bob Walsh is out. Like no interview, uh, no no search, no nothing. Um, I honestly think it just one hundred percent has to do that they just have no budget. Um, there's there's nothing to. to try and yeah. do there um and really richard baron is probably sitting in the ad's office said <laughs> hey we're, we're going to uh it's like he's advising the ad as his role or his title uh states it's like hey we're, we're gonna uh we're gonna part ways with coach Wallace. We're like, hey, well well i'll take over the reins that that sounds like that i'd be willing to do that like you don't even you can just pay me the same salary too like i don't know i don't want to talk about richard baron i don't know anything really about him but it's just kind of a weird weird hire you don't see that We'd seen names thrown out there of possibilities like Northeast coaching guys that could be tied to that, up-and-comers, assistants. Um, and then it's like, ah, oh, no, we already have a plan. So Yeah, I, I think with that, man, I, 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 the AD probably just had to save some money. I, although, I, you know, I don't know what they're paying uh, Baron, but, um, you know, feel for, feel for coach Walsh. Hopefully, I mean, not hopefully he'll definitely land on his feet. He's, he's great. So, um, best of luck to you coach, uh, moving on, uh, Georgia. So this one's really interesting. Obviously the big name that's getting, uh, thrown out there is Thad Mata. Um, really quick for having coached in, 
uh, Georgia for about a year and a half at Kennesaw State. I will tell you that they are not fond of outsiders. Uh, they want their <laughs> own. They want their own. No, this is real, man. Oh no, yeah, no. Like, they I know want it their is. own guy. They want Georgia guys. They will settle for a Southern guy, but they want Georgia people in Georgia jobs, um, and it's real. And they already came out and said um, that they they won't send players to Georgia if that Mata comes down. Now, I I've, I'm a proponent that I always think in-state recruiting is overrated. Like, you don't have to get every single good in-state kid. We've been over that a lot. We've been over that a lot. Now, does it certainly help if you're the new Georgia coach that you got good relations with all the Georgia coaches? Of course. My my thing with this job is, honestly, and this is from, from my personal experience working with high school teams in Georgia and obviously following recruiting, there are very few states that have been pumping out as good of recruits oh, as Georgia has recently. Really good. Like, really good. half of Duke's team, I feel like, is from Georgia. Wendell Carter's from Georgia. Alex O'Connell's from Georgia. The kid that just transferred to Butler. Goldwire's from Georgia. Um, You've got Colin Sexton's from Georgia. You know, like all these guys, like obviously Colin Sexton and Tucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so like all Georgia has so much talent right now. So much. Absolute talent. But none of them, you look at the programs, Georgia and Georgia Tech are not strong right now. The only team I think from Georgia in the tournament is Georgia State, which brings me to my next point. Charmin White. No, where is Not he? Char- Charmin White's an assistant at Georgia State. Yes. Just to get, give oh, Ron Hunter a call. Oh, give yeah, Ron yeah, yeah, Hunter yeah, yeah. a call. Okay. okay. I think he's very well respected. The thing, I would say Charmin White. Um, Charmin White, obviously, was that high school. He was the head coach at Miller Grove, won a bunch yeah. of state titles there. Apparently, though, it's yes. the same, same syndrome as Thad Mata, where the coaches mm. don't want him because he recruited and took all these high school kids away from these other guys yep. to go play for him at Miller Grove. Yep. So as great of a coach as he is, I don't know if that's the right move. But I think Ron Hunter, as well as he's done at Georgia State, I think deserves a shot if if you want to get a Georgia guy. Yeah, why not? But Thad, I mean, hey, Thad wants to get back into it. I'd rather see Thad at a place like Pittsburgh. but um, That makes a little bit more sense to me than going down to the South. It's inter- It's just another factor that I think as a casual fan you don't really see going into is like what the high school guys determine. These high school coaches – if they don't like a guy going in, like bad, it's a yeah, it's a it's, tough start. It's you a just red, don't that's start a red that flag way. for your AD to be like, hey, if these guys aren't feeling it, yeah, it's one thing if your boosters aren't feeling it, but if the other guys, if this is like you're already saying we're not going to give you guys as great of a coach as Thad Mata is and as great of a career as he's had, yeah, you don't want to start out on that foot. Yep. Uh, all right, next one. Staying in Georgia, you know I had to cover this. I got a couple texts today about it. Um, nothing out in the public yet. But Kennesaw State, apparently the ops guy is going to be placed on administrative leave pending a criminal investigation. Uh, The team is failing 50% of its classes, and two assistant coaches are going to be investigated for something in regards to Title IX. Um, If you've been paying attention, eight of uh, Coach Skinner's kids that he's recruited have left. Um, I I don't know what's going on there. All I can tell you is that my time was a disaster. This How does long not Skinner been? You've been gone three years. Three years? So this is Skinner's year this three for Skinner. end of year three. And they've been, like they've eight. lived in the bottom 25 yeah. for us. For a long um, time. For the, this whole this whole season. And if you don't know anything about, the, I'm telling you, man, that campus is a gold mine. It's so nice. The gym is absurd. Like if that, if you placed that facility in that campus in the NEC, anywhere in the NEC, it'd be the number one school. And no offense to Kennesaw State, but you don't have to recruit incredibly academic standards there. No. So like, no. Hey, man, like Kennesaw State. I mean, but this is this is this is a testament to don't hire a BC guy to come down 
and it's not really, but it's not, it has nothing to do with BC. It's more of don't hire a Northeast guy yeah. to come to Georgia and do it. They, they don't mess around. Um, all right, who cares about the Owls? Next one. <laughs> Big one, UConn. UConn. Um, so we called this win. Like, well, we like we didn't call I it. I think we're right. We I think our. I think it was your. Um, I don't know where you found the it. Theory, yeah, uh, your the theory, theory of they are Ali's a UConn guy. He wants to help them out. He's going to agree to just take some sort of fall. There's no way he. Did, I mean, there's not no way. Of course, there's a way that maybe these. I don't know. We don't even know what it is. Sanctions or did he cheat or? I have no idea. They um, can't afford to just fall on fire him and buy eat out his whole contract. Yeah, basically it was you. I mean, the state of Connecticut is broke. Um, they can't afford it, and so hey, maybe they came to a midseason and said, "Listen, man, like you're not doing great. Instead of us firing you and paying you, can you help us out and just say that we fired you for cause?" Now, if that means nine million dollars, I'm not getting. I, there's no way someone says that. I, I, we don't. I, we don't know enough about what's happening, really. We don't, and I think Kevin Ollie's gonna like land on his feet quickly. Yeah, like I've even and seen, if he goes like, to the NBA, remember that's in his contract. And go, exactly, so he doesn't and get that nine million. Exactly, and so I think honestly, I could see him even at Georgia. I think Kevin Ollie be a, a, a good fit at Georgia. Like, um, like I I can see him like landing. Like I don't think he needs to, like drop. I don't think he's gonna drop down any mid major level. The dude's won a national title. How I many know. coaches have done that? Um, but obviously it's a weird situation. Um, first because time, it, yeah, first time they went back to back, not making the NCAA tournament since 98, 99. And one of the names I asked you this, cause obviously you worked for, for Ed Cooley from Providence. One of the names that came up immediately because of his success in the Northeast is Ed Cooley. And your immediate response was, I'm not sure if UConn is a better job right now. And it's crazy to I say. I don't think but, it is at all. And um, I said that to Kelly because I she was like, "How's you? What do you mean UConn's not a better job?" So I you know. look at the conference, you look I, at the American, you look at it, the Big East and the American. It's so vastly different as far as money that's uh, poured in, uh, exposure throughout the year, ESPN games, um, the actual competition that's in the conference. I I couldn't tell you last time I watched a UConn game really. That and, and I I, you know what? To be honest, I actually didn't think conference realignment was going now i certainly thought it was going to hurt uconn maybe some in recruiting but i thought they would be like cincinnati they'd just be the class of the entire conference and they'd be really good and obviously cincinnati's fine um but i really didn't think it was going to hurt them this bad you know and and uconn is i mean it pains me to say it but they are as close they were not are they were as close to a blue blood for a while as you could be, I think. As, I think the blue bloods. Dude, if everyone agrees, they're all. I think it's Kentucky, UCLA, Duke, Carolina, Kansas. Those are the five. Yeah, right. I think those are the blue, 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 blue bloods. And then like yeah. then there was like UConn, Syracuse, Florida. Then you can like have an argument, but like they were in that conversation for a very, very long time, and for them to be here is is. Truly crazy. Um, but, okay, done with the Huskies. we got to get through well, this list. Who, ahead, would you, who would you – I was going to say, like, if you were to – By the way, if you, th- if you were to think of a guy right now – I know people are saying Danny Hurley. I have an inside uh, horse in this race, and he is adamant that he's not going. Adamant. I was just going to say, like, what – That not was going. my – What I was inferring. Do you think You heard it here first from an inside source. Now, if my sources are wrong, then, you know, I'll get back to you. 
But Tom, he's adamant he's not going. And Tom, I wouldn't go Tom either. Green? He doesn't he does not want to build another program, says my source about Hurley. Um True. Pittsburgh. Whoo! What a disaster uh, oh, the boy. Stallings era has been. This is my only comment here. How many coaches um, that are going to be in Pittsburgh this weekend playing in the NCAA tournament are gonna have nice little hotel meetings with the A D <laughs> at Pitt. I mean the teams you got there, Rhode Island, Oklahoma, Duke, Iona. Dude, honestly, Iona might be the sleeper Iona there. Hurley? Iona Iona might be Tim Clewis might be the one. And I obviously know. like Hurley, they're gonna try and, Who knows? and do it. But Who knows? the funniest thing about this, and obviously this has been talked about, um obviously Stallings, I think they said basically there's been only four or five coaches in power five schools that have been fired after only two years. I think all of them are essentially for either violations yeah, something or awful. something yeah something bad it was not really just because of losing basically kevin songs the first one <laughs> um bad. which is tough um if following your logic if hurley doesn't want to rebuild another program he definitely doesn't, definitely doesn't want to go here want to touch this um but hey man tim Clewis though he's been like go ahead dude he's done a great job at iona he hasn't left i mean that could if they're i just they need you to that lose route, the duke okay if man? they want to go that route um pittsburgh's interesting because like I feel like just three four years ago they were like everyone thought like they were going to be one of the Big East teams that came yeah, over and was don't like a solid run Jamie solid. Dixon out of town. Now look at TCU and look at you. That's what you get, man. They have awesome facilities. They should be able to. I mean, it's unbelievable. Um, next one, Cal State Northridge. You actually just told me this before we started recording, but Mark Gottfried just accepted the job, so he's back in it. Uh, former NC State coach. Uh, had some success back I mean, in the mix. Ran him down, yeah, but yeah, like, yeah. He had um, he had a decent amount of success. I'm looking like where his roots are. Um, I don't, I'm trying to remember. He was at Alabama before NC State, Murray State before that, UCLA. So he doesn't. I guess he was UCLA. He was an assistant at UCLA from '87 to 1995 uh, under Jim Herrick, who is rumored. This is there's actually two rumors with this. I yeah. mentioned to you he's either going to become his top assistant or Jim Herrick might actually become the AD at Cal State Northridge. So they made this hire without an AD. The president basically made this hire. So they don't have an AD currently. And they hired uh, Mark Gottfried. And there's a chance in maybe in both capacities. Maybe it could be like your uh, your high school AD that's like dips his toe into a couple sports where Jim Herrick could be hired as the AD and then also maybe be an assistant too and work out. But like, I know... Um, that's... That is... That, okay. I, I mean, how would that work? I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just no, like no. I'm like confused. Like Tracy how, how Tracy Dildy is from Chicago State, AD and head basketball coach. <laughs> yeah, but that's <laughs> I'm, I had, oh I had, I had to bring so that's broke. Broke. But no, they're you never so know. Broke. I mean, I think if he in some in some aspect or another, maybe it's not a day to day, but I think he will be involved with the basketball. Pro- Jim Herrick will be involved in the basketball program. Yeah, as long he as could be like at, the senior associate AD to, for men's basketball. Exactly, like as he goes to Cal State Northridge. But very interesting that they're dipping into the old old UCLA well. Yeah. Um, one. Next one, Ole Miss. Obviously, this is a couple months old. You know, with uh, Coach Kennedy, but I have no strong leagues here. I mean, does Bruce Pearl go? No, it, it's Kermit Davis. Oh, he already rumor. took it? He is not, but it's the leading, oh, leading everyone candidate. Everyone is see, leading I didn't candidate, see. man. Ker- Kermit, up, Kermit man. Davis, which I think is like a fair – I mean, obviously, they got snubbed from the tournament, and I think um, it makes a lot of sense, but he's emerged uh, as the front runner. I think that – I Okay. I think it's fair. Right. So shot he's done. Give him up. He's, Go ahead. Uh, he's a, a native of Leakesville, Mississippi, and former okay. Mississippi State player. All right. So he'll be going to the rival school, 393, 234 overall record as a head coach. Um, we're replacing Andy Kennedy. So, um, 
be interesting to, to see. I think that's probably a, a good step up from him. I don't know it's if he's getting much more. Up. No, I don't go think ahead. he's going to get much higher than that. And I don't think there's like a ton like. I think if other thing also, it's probably stay at Middle Tennessee because he's built a good program. Yep. Um, so next one, Colorado State. Uh, Larry and I, I always mess Larry up his Ustachy. name. Stacy. He's out. Um, I I saw somewhere that Nico Medved at Drake um, might be in the in the mix. I've I saw Coach Medved like talk at a coach's clinic and he seemed. I mean. He crushed it at the clinic. Now, what does that mean? Who knows? My um, thing with this one is Becky Hammond that everyone keeps bringing up. So Becky Hammond. We talked about this. Go ahead. And it's so Becky Hammond is um, assistant for the Spurs. She went to Colorado State. Everyone's like, oh, is she going to bring her back? Is she like, obviously they've had a lot of turmoil now with Larry Station, a lot of different like bad things. Like, hey, we can bring this um, first female Division One basketball coach. If you're Becky Hammond, do you want that? No. And 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 I think we had this conversation yeah. a couple of days ago. But worst case scenario, Coach Hammond takes his job. She goes four or five years, does bad or doesn't do it. Um, you know, doesn't win enough games, whatever it is, and then gets fired. And now the whole story is uh, women can't be head coaches. Like that's what's going to happen because people suck and everyone is annoying and it's ridiculous. And I don't want that to happen. Obviously, she's an unbelievable coach. Like. Why not just go in the NBA? And not to mention, you're not dealing with... Well, I mean, in the NBA you are with some, but there are professionals. Like, you're not dealing with 17 to 21-year-olds yeah. in college. It's just such a different dynamic. Like, I don't know, man. I, I just don't want her to get dragged through the mud, and you know if she loses, it's going to happen. That's the and thing. it's not like, fair. I think it should... Every other guy I think who it sucks should happen. gets fired, nothing happens. I think happens. it should happen soon. I think there should be a female Division oh, yes. women's basketball well, coach. 100%. But I think they need to step in the right situation. I don't think Colorado State's like a good winning situation. I know. Just go go to the NBA. Like, just stay there. You're already at the, she can, the I mean, summit. That's the thing. She, I mean, she has, like... You're I think Colorado. she has the resume built now that she can kind of pick and choose her... Or spot, uh, it's not a uh, not a huge issue there. Yeah. Um, All right, we're gonna run through some because I I mean yeah. Unless you stop me if you got a comment. East Carolina, tough. Charlotte, which Mark Price, I thought he was gonna have this thing rolling. Then they fire him. Both of those I've heard rumored with uh, West Miller, which I think would be a good okay. step. UNCG, right. who's done yep. an awesome job. Um, I think former uh, former UNC player yep, and actually yep. one year at James Madison University. Hey, I would almost West Miller though. I almost wait for an even bigger job than that. Yeah, those like, aren't great. They're not great jobs. They're but, not great. Um, that's a logical step because he's been in, around North Carolina his whole career. Yep. Um, uh, Missouri State, San Diego, UTEP, Eastern Kentucky. I know our uh, our one of our favorite listeners, Billy O'Meara. Um, actually. I'm a, Billy. I'm gonna. I'm gonna spare you. I love you. Eastern Kentucky gets rid of Coach McHale. Um, well, the one I will, I'll make a comment on that. Aside from that, um, obviously David Pageant has done an awesome job. Well, I'm gonna say an awesome job. They almost he made the tournament a little, but for under the circumstances, I think David Pageant for a first year head coach has handled himself as well as he possibly could be. Eastern Kentucky, I think. I don't know. Like, I mean, I've seen things. Maybe he could be even like. Um, you were at Pittsburgh, but I think Eastern Kentucky would be like they should go after David Pageant. Yeah, that's like, not bad. I mean, why not go after him, man? Uh, Pepperdine. If we'll you don't know, Romar. if you don't know anything about Pepperdine, just type it into Google Maps and enjoy yourself. Uh, South Alabama, Loyola, Maryland. Last time they were good was Sienna's uh, Jimmy Patsos when he was there. They went to the tournament in 2012. Marist. How about this? That when they hire someone, 
they will be on their sixth coach in 16 years. That is hard to do. Uh, Bryant, uh, Coach O'Shea, who did a really good job transitioning them from D2 to D1, but just couldn't ever get to the tournament and kind of get over that hump. This is a, this is a decent gig. Um, there, there are certainly worse gigs in, in the country than Bryant. No doubt. Uh, Western Carolina. Larry Hunter, is former the, Bobcat. Yeah, former Bobcat, done. who actually won. Like, he was yeah, there for I mean, like 12, 13 seasons. He was there seasons. a long time. I think he just kind of run it, ran its course. Yeah, um, so good. I mean, there you next go. Next one's interesting. Yeah, High Point. Um, so I, I was reading a little bit about High Point. So Scott Cherry, in he was there for 10 years. Or no, I'm sorry. He was there for nine years and – Five out of those nine seasons, they finished with ten conference wins. I mean, this goes back to our conversation, our overall thought about, I mean, what are your expectations? Like, I know he didn't go to the tournament, but, like, okay. I mean, what is high? I get it. It, Nine seasons is good. This also goes to my point, like, at least you gave him a fair shake. You gave him nine years. Good for you. So this is a thing, too. I mean, I get it. Um, Actually, I don't even know if you realize this. Do you know who the AD is at High Point University? Is it a OU person? Dan Hauser. Former oh. associate athletic director from Ohio, yeah. who's relatively right. new, is like a year or two old. And you know what happens with these guys? These new ads come in, and if it's just not happening, they're like, you know, what? I want to make my mark yeah, on gotta, this. Yeah, part. Yeah, and it's yeah. the same. You look at like Illinois last year with Gross. Is like Gross wasn't awful, but wow. new ad came in year two. He gave him an extra year. He's like, all right, you know what? I'm gonna make my mark. I'm gonna bring in Brad Underwood. Um, the most interesting thing about this is the big rumor that I've been seeing everywhere is. Tubby Smith, um, currently at Memphis, is actually a High Point alum. So Tubby Smith's a High Point alum. And the rumor is, and what I've seen all over the place, is essentially they're going to fire Tubby Smith. I thought it was going to come today. It's probably going to come this week. They're going to hire Penny Hardaway, but they're going to wait until Penny Hardaway's still in the state playoffs right now with Memphis East. So they're going to let Penny win a state title. They're going to hire Penny. And then, essentially, um, he will... uh, Essentially, Tubby will walk away and come back to High Point. High Point Listen, which if you've ever been to High Point, that career progression is yeah. actually pretty. Well, that that's the thing. High Point's Free campus. Ice cream. High Point's campus is beautiful. Shout oh. out Johnson, Siano, Corey Dalton. You guys, that's Amazing. unbelievable campus, like a country club. Yeah, and so it's not a bad gig. Fake life. It's not a bad gig. It's a winnable conference. Um, but Tubby Smith, if that happens, your career progression. You go Kentucky, <laughs> then what Minnesota. Yep. Then Texas Tech. Yep. Then Memphis. Yep. High Point. Listen, man. And High Point's takes, probably the nicest campus. It, it, it probably is. Take seven years, make another you know couple million dollars, and, and retire. Um, all right, let's run through the last ones. Little yep. Rock. I got nothing. UC Riverside. Little Rock was good a couple years ago. Yeah, I, I got Riverside. Nothing. No idea. McNeese State. Nothing. Uh, USC Upstate. I'm very confused about. Because they fired the <laughs> perfect timing, uh, they fired the president. Oh no, 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 I'm sorry. They fired the AD and the head coach, and the head coach was promoted mid-season. And so, and Kyle Perry had been there for like seven years. Um, so something is going on. Something super weird. Um, anyway, so USC Upstate. Uh, shout out to Coach Kremens. Uh, we wish you the best of luck, man. Um, the last three, Longwood. I, you know what? I, I have a confession to make. I didn't know where Longwood was for like I'm Farmville, 28 years. Farmville, Virginia. Yeah, I, I thought it was in Indiana. For, I had no idea. Uh, Delaware State and Incarnate Word. 
Cool. I got nothing. <laughs> the only thing I got, Longwood. A lot of bottom 25s. Longwood, I think there's probably going to be either a current Virginia staff member or a former Virginia legend um, or someone with a Virginia tie in the mix, and they might follow that mold. Okay. It's middle of nowhere. I went to high school in Virginia. I know no one that went to Longwood. Um, so it's a t- oh, actually, take it back. Shout out to Stuart Surratt. I went there for one year, played golf, and transferred out. So that's about the closest thing I know to Longwood basketball um, other than being a resident of the bottom 25. That's it. Um, all right, so let's transition to the conference tournaments. Uh, I would be r- stupid to not start with the ACC. Um, shout out to uh, the plug, Uncle Jimmy, my uncle for the tickets. Obviously, Ian had his plug for his tickets. Uh, Ian is currently wearing his Virginia $40 ACC champion uh, shirt, which I applaud and love because it prevented the uh, tar heels from winning um (laughs) i will go on record to say i don't think it was a dirty play by my boy grayson allen um a, I, I just don't think it was. I think all the other ones, sure, trip. I think the constant with Grayson is, listen, man, if you're going to be Christian Leitner, you got to be Christian Leitner. If you can't play both sides of the coin. Yep. You can't be the guy who stomps on chests and then picks the guy up and apologizes. You you just you, – you, you play one. My <laughs> thing is there – I think there's two scenarios or two things with that I think that wouldn't have been blown reason, – two reasons it wouldn't have been blown up in other scenarios. I think one, I think if that was like a play like under the back – if they were running a set and I think he stuck and he stuck himself out like on a screen, I don't think – I think it's just like an illegal screen. Number okay. one, possibly. Um, number two, if it's not him – I don't think anybody gets there. So it's yeah, I think a lot of reputation. Him, I think if it was basically because honestly, like people say, I, I saw someone post like Virginia does that all the time on their screens. Yeah, there are guys who lean yeah, out. You put, and yeah, lean but back it's a different stuff. basketball. And so, but yeah, and so, but it's when it's in the open court, it doesn't look natural. Like that, yeah. you're not you're not yeah. used to seeing that in the open court. Yeah. Um, so I feel for Grace on that, but I, I we said a million times, embrace the role or just be something different. Like, yeah. But I will say, overall, uh, the ACC in Brooklyn, the two-year experiment. Where is it next year? DC? Uh, Charlotte next Charlotte, year. Charlotte, yeah, back to Greensboro. Crazy. Yeah, Charlotte's those are, those are better, right? I mean, it, it's got it makes sense down there. Yes and no. I think it's good to do something like this, like every once in a while, because I know a lot of oh, Virginia. I I love that. Obviously, we're biased living up here, but even like Virginia fans, like they enjoy it. You get like. I, someone asked me, he's like, hey, have you ever been to one in Charlotte? And I said, yeah, it's awesome because everything's right there. You can stay downtown. You can walk to the games. There's like, there's not as much stuff to do in your downtime. Yeah. But there is like everything, like your restaurants, your bars, everything is within walking distance. So it kind of makes a cool environment, almost like a Final Four where everyone's around each other. Um, whereas if, you, if you're not at the – at going to the games in Brooklyn, you really don't see the other fans that much um, yep. at your, really at your hotels. But they've done a great job with it. Obviously, they've I think they've been helped out by both years had a Duke UNC semifinal. Yep. Um, and then on the other hand, I've never seen more Virginia fans at an ACC tournament. Um, went to my first when I was nine months old. Been to numerous, and this was by far the loudest and most well-represented Virginia crowd, which I think is awesome for the conference. Um, I think it's huge because obviously you're going to get your your Duke, your UNC, your NC State fans all the time, but to add another team like that, um, I, I, they, they outnumbered UNC fans for the championship, which even when it was in D.C. two years ago was not the case, um, yep. which was just two hours from Charlottesville. So yep. really, really, really cool to see. Um, awesome time. Obviously I was, we had a blast. 
I was a little bit worried. I don't know, worried, but nervous about Virginia Louisville going in. Um, yeah, I wasn't I told worried. You, you're stupid. I, I know, and, and I wasn't that worried about Clemson, but they struggled a little early out of the gates. But then UNC. Um, yeah. I was prepared for a Duke Virginia matchup, to be honest, um, and I wasn't feeling great about that. Um, but um, shout to those those guys. I mean, they just keep plugging away, and and what they've they've done this year is thirty one and two is. Mm. is Pretty, oh, wait, wait, wait. Uh, we got to incredible. say this one stat. I know we're harping on the ACC, but Virginia in their what's their, what's their record? 30, 31-2. 31-2. In 33 games this entire year, no opponent has scored over 70 points. That is insanity. Uh, moving on. The AAC, Cincinnati Cleans House, um, finished 30-4. and four. Absolutely amazing year for uh, Coach Cronin. I think the um, only surprise there is Wichita losing to Houston. Early, yep. Losing uh, to Houston. Losing to Houston. Their second game, they lost by three. Um, they're projected to beat Marshall by eleven. What's your top? They are uh, moving forward, but uh, I mean, they could have maybe raised. They're a four. They could have maybe raised their seed to a three if they had won over Cincinnati. But Cincinnati, I mean, was right on that two-three line. Um, yeah, they're they, right on the two-three line, and they beat SMU. They beat Memphis. They beat Houston. None of them really all that convincingly. SMU is by ten. Memphis by ten. Houston by one. Um, but they're thirty and four, and they locked up a two seed by basically winning the winning the conference tournament, and a very nice two seed is that on, on their side of the. Yeah, Georgia State's pretty good. That's going to be actually be a pretty good game. They're uh, Ken Palm's projecting them to only win by twelve, so pretty good. And we'll dive into that obviously more in yeah. part two of this episode. But shout out to Cincinnati. I mean, their defense is second in the country to to Virginia, and obviously they held their opponents to fifty one, sixty, and fifty five points in the American tournament. Yep. Um, yep. Um, UMBC knocks out our uh, Catamounts, Vermont. Dude, I we wanted <laughs> Vermont in the tournament so <laughs> bad. I sent that to you immediately. <laughs> I needed Vermont in the tournament. I was, I said it before. I was like, dude, they shoot threes. They're fun to watch. They're like the fact that we're getting the team that's like, what are they? They were tenth and three point percentage in the country. Seventeenth um, yep. and effective field goal percentage. An awesome offense. We could have gotten that. But yeah, we I mean, them. I'll I'll settle for for UMBC um, and uh, and Ryan Odom. Um, Wait, so Tuesday? Wait, why does it say Middle Tennessee? What is that game postseason projection right there? That's Vermont. Vermont oh. is playing Middle Tennessee yeah, in, in the, the NIT. NIT. Okay, I'm like, who? Uh, what is that? So Vermont, they get the auto bid for the NIT by winning the regular season conference. So they'll keep playing on. Um, uh, Penn takes the Ivy. I don't think there was much of a surprise there. Shout Steve Donahue, though. I mean, turned around, got fired at BC, came back to the Ivy League, and is already taken and doing Penn, really like, well right to the top. It's so. actually like a perfect example of you sh- if you're really you just stay at your level. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was his knock at BC it. was that he was a good coach, but he kept recruiting Ivy talent. Yeah, he kept. Yeah, hey, yeah. just go take your Ivy talent and go back to the Ivy League. Um, one thing it's I want to talk uh, talk about too is LIU Brooklyn. So winning the NEC. So. Um, and I always mess this up, but it was Ferry and then Perry. So yeah. the two previous coaches' last names at LIU, um, Perry, no Ferry, and then Perry, Jack Perry. Yes. Okay. So they fire um, Coach Perry, and everyone is very confused. Uh, he was doing well there. He had gone to like um, two NCAA tournaments, and. No one really knew why. They were totally fine. And in comes Coach Kellogg, and boom. From UMass. Goes, yep. Yeah, from UMass. Goes to uh, the NCAA tournament in his first year. Um, I've actually seen LIU play like three times this year because they're right down the block. And um, 
I no one saw that coming um, at Wagner. Anyway, just some NEC talk, but uh, good for Coach Kellogg. Obviously, a um, they play a heck they play of a first play. year. Yeah, yeah they they're in the play in game. against Radford. Um, tomorrow pretend- night. I got them beating Radford. You you put that down if you want an extra point. Um, <laughs> Arizona, uh, listen, man. Uh, we'll get into the seating, but they obviously won the Pac-12. I think they are on an absolute mission. Um, and Raleigh Alkins with one of the nastiest dunks I've ooh, ever seen. And then he tweeted USC it and said, y'all want to see a dead body. That's rough. messed up. DeAndre Ayton obviously has already locked up the number one pick, but I, he's playing better than anyone else is in the country right yeah, now. Like, dude, you can so, give Jalen Brunson the National so Player of the Year. You can say that maybe over the course of your Marvin Bagley has had a better year, but DeAndre Ayton right now is playing at such a high level, um, and, and they obviously ran through uh, – Ran through the Pac-12 tournament. Yep. Uh, so what else is new? Um, Gonzaga wins the West Coast Conference, and uh, Kansas wins the Big 12. Uh, it's just ridiculous. Another day at the office. Yeah, another yeah. day at the office. Um, okay. Last bottom 25 of Last one of the, the season. season. Last one of the season. Um, so obviously a lot of these teams have, have stayed strong. Um <laughs> We finished our our well. Let's start at the very. Let's start with our twenty fifth team. Twenty fifth right. um, team, just making it in out of the swack, of course. Um, Southern, yep. That's Cal right. State Northridge, okay. Rivers lost American, which is actually tough. Um, pretty tough. Yep. Um, Arkansas, be there. Arkansas Pine Bluff, yep. VMI, Houston Baptist, Maine. Ugh. We've mentioned some of these schools already. Obviously, with openings for one reason there, Presbyterian. Howard, Alcorn State, Jackson State, USC Upstate, Ugh. Alabama State, Longwood, Florida A&M. So that is 11 through 25. Uh, the now bottom in, 10, baby. Um, now we've got Incarnate Word. Yep, new coach. South Carolina State, who, give them credit, they still won 10 games. 10 games. Bryant. New coach. Uh, Northwestern State. Okay. Chicago State, shout out to our guy, uh, our guy Fred Sims, yep. Greenlight Player of the Week, though. They did. I will give them credit. They won their very last game of the regular season to get a three and twenty-eight. Ugh. They were the only. They were zero and thirteen in the conference, but they got a fourteen-point win uh, to end the uh, to end the season. And then um, they're just lastly these many D one teams. Charles State, Coppin State, Mississippi Valley State, Maryland Eastern Shore, Delaware State, which I do want to point out. Um, right before, like once again, they will beat Morgan State. They finished and then, two and two. They got fired, and then the coach got fired. I think before even getting to the uh, to the tournament, oh, um, they beat Coppin State, they beat Morgan State, and then last but not least, our number one bottom twenty-five team of the year. They've held down, I think, the bottom five the whole season. Mm-hmm. Um, out of Normal, Alabama, coached by Donnie Marsh, Alabama A and M. Um, who though? They managed to win their last game over Jackson State and there's still a, hold down the number one spot. That's when you know. So that's um, when you know. They will. Uh, we'll see. Um, they've got a lot of young guys. No seniors. Well, one senior. I uh, mean, two seniors, and then they'll. Uh, so they return a lot. So a lot to hope for. Shout out to Alabama A and M, our hope. bottom national champion uh, of the yes. year. Um, the number three hundred and fifty. Who started their season out against the Ohio, Ohio Bobcats? Bobby's. Oddly enough, and only lost by eight. So Quick that's, you know, that shows you where. Good job, Coach Foo scheduling. Uh-huh. All, right. Um, all right, so that is part one. Uh, we are now going to basically transition to episode twenty, part two, and break down the tournament. Uh, so here we go. <laughs>